everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan here to recap what was a surprisingly easy ALDS. Uh, Sean, who picked the Twins to win the series, how are you? I'm sure you've never been so happy to be proven wrong, but um, we're just here for a bonus episode to kind of react to the series that was, and like I said, Sean, I'm, I personally am kind of shocked by how much, on how the Yankees just basically ran over a Twins team that hit more home runs than anyone ever in baseball. Yeah, I, um, I'm very happy to be, to be wrong, obviously. Like I said, though, I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees swept. I'd be surprised if the Yankees swept was what I, Yankees got swept was what I said. But I still picked the Twins to win because I thought they had a little more mojo than they had. And it looked early in game one like that could have been the case. And then um, you have the Torres double play ball that doesn't happen. And and away we go. And it was the same Twins from pretty much that point on. They showed a lot of fight last night and just hit into really terrible, terrible luck um, in, in the last game. I mean, I think. We could both agree that the Twins outplayed the Yankees last night in the in the clincher, but the Yankees got a, got a lot more lucky in that game. But the Yankees also dominated from about the third inning on um, in games games one, and then all of game two. So uh, better team definitely won the series. The Yankees were better prepared and and showed up the whole time. Yeah, yeah. No, the better team absolutely won. They completely overwhelmed the Twins in pretty much every aspect of the game through the first two games of the series. And, and like you said, it it really felt like the Twins should have won that game last night. They hit into some awful luck. And the Yankees also made some incredible defensive plays. And obviously so much about the Yankees is their high-powered offense and their bullpen. But, man, their defense came to play. And they needed every bit of it because the Twins had, what, nine balls hit over 100 miles an hour and – you had one play that Judge made an incredible run and catch in right center field. One pl- a play that you know he needed every inch of his six seven frame to make. That's a completely different inning if he doesn't make that catch. I think the most important play of the game was uh, probably in the fifth when Torres made that sliding catch um, on the shift and then spun and threw it to Lemayhew who picked it out of the ground. That was a that was a really important play. Then you had. Um, Torres again feed Britain the one where he jammed his ankle but he gets mm-hmm. he gets him by a quarter of a step and then to cap it all off an incredible full extension diving catch by who I thought if not Torres was the MVP of the series which was Didi Gregorius and he puts like I said I think he has an argument for the MVP of that series and yet there were so many who said that Gregorius should not even be in the lineup for this series. Getting to uh, Gregorius benched was a hot topic going into game two and um, game we both had the pleasure of being at and um, Didi answered all the haters with a a squib single and and you know we we made a joke that that could get him going and then the next that batty hits a grand slam right down the line so um, really happy for Didi and I mean I think I think Torres definitely was the the biggest difference maker in this series but nipping at his heels like you said was was Didi and it was really cool to see the middle infield doing well especially Torres struggled a little bit in his first postseason last year not a lot of people brought that up because they don't hate on him like they do Stanton. Um, and uh, Torres came back in a, in a big way. Yeah. Um, 
this post. What did he have? Three doubles and, and a homer mixed in, and and you know he had the RBI single yep. on on uh, Sunday as well. So just then some really really good defensive plays yesterday. Just overall great series from from the middle infielders and Encarnacion too. Another big difference maker. Quiet last night, but a lot of Yankees were quiet last night. Um, but Encarnacion did a lot of damage the first two games. Yeah, the Yankee offense was definitely did not look like they did in the first two games of this series in their own ballpark. And like we, I think we mentioned this on the last podcast, you know, Jake Odorizzi always seems to give them, give them trouble, give them a tough time. But the Yankees got those hits and found those holes when they needed them, whether it was a slap single the other way, just out of the reach of Sano by Gardner, and then Gregorius um, tacking on some more insurance with that single down the line. Again, just out of the reach, and um, you know it's corny to say baseball's a game of inches, and but it, it really was, it really was last night as we record here on what is it Tuesday morning, um, but they, they they also broke out some big bats too, and from some unexpected uh, some unexpected sources, Maven comes in in his usual late inning defensive replacement, and then cranks a home run um, in the what was it the top of the ninth to to start. Um, to start pouring on some of that that insurance and give the Yankees some breathing room, which felt incredibly important come the bottom of the ninth when Chapman ran into that early trouble. Yeah, I was. It was really cool, and I thought it was very um, fitting to have Maven hit a homer there because he's been uh, he's been one of the next men up that that stayed around. Um, him and Urshela are the two that sort of stuck and. Uh, although maybe it has a reduced role, he's come up really important with a couple stolen bases, playing defense for Stanton late, and um, then the home run last night was a nice reward uh, for him and and gave us a little bit of breathing room there in the uh, in the ninth inning. And I've actually been really happy with how he's been deployed. And I thought um, Aaron Boone managed this series uh, pretty close to perfectly. I don't know about you, but. He was very aggressive going to the bullpen yesterday, which I like to see. You know, he said throttle down after game two for for the this, this strategy in game three. And he really showed that he's learned a lot from last postseason. Yeah, totally agree. He was very aggressive. I think Mark Carrig wrote, wrote a good article about that after game one when you kind of saw what Boone's mm-hmm. plan was going to be. Get Canely in against those lefties at the top of the Twins order um, and Kepler and Rosario and then – once it gets to Nelson Cruz, bring in Ottavino for that wipeout slider. And Ottavino wasn't able to get the job done against Cruz, walked him twice, but that's also one of the best hitters in the league. So that's uh, that's going to happen. But then you go to uh, Britton and Chapman to combine for three innings. And I think this is where it starts to pay off that neither of those guys pitched more than an inning through the regular season. They they got as much much rest as they could. Now they'll get even more rest thanks to the sweep before the ALCS starts and 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 green green looked great too so you know while the injury to Batances certainly hurt the Yankees for their back end of the bullpen this postseason green has been great he was one of the best relievers for the Yankees down the stretch as well so that was a good sign but um yeah I, I think you saw Boone's strategy Canley for the lefties Ottavino for Cruz and then I think if the Yankees hadn't pulled away in game one, you would have saw Britton and Chapman combine for three innings like they did last night. So that looks like that's what Boone's plan is going to be. And good for him to um, 
to get the starters out early. Severino, I can't, I cannot believe he got through his outing without giving up a run. I mean, that was incredible. But Boone gets him out of there after um, after dealing with some of the uh, hitters in the bottom of the Twins' order. Doesn't let him face them a third time around, which was good. Um, also, you know, I, re- I didn't really have a problem in Game 1 with Paxton going up against Polanco, was it, right? And then he hits the game-tying single, and then Paxton gets mm-hmm. taken out. I didn't have a huge... Huge problem with that. Um, I guess that's the only time I saw on social media people questioning Boone's move. Maybe left Paxton in too long, but obviously the Yankees poured it on that game and it wound up not mattering. But but yeah, I, I totally agree. Every every place where Boone was outmanaged in the last year's ALDS, he had the advantage in this year's ALDS, and it looked like it was Rocco Baldelli who was maybe a little too slow with some of his hooks. Um, through particularly the first two games of this series, so good, good on Boone. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, you know, I th- I thought Bald- Baldelli didn't. I mean, some people are saying he pulled Barrios too soon. Um, then they, you know, the Uber driver offered little resistance, and uh, yeah, and that and that's that's. I think that's like so much about where criticism for managers comes in. It's just simply the outcome. If those yeah. pitchers do their job, then Baldelli is looked at. In a completely different light, just like mm-hmm. just like Boone last year, if the pitchers got it done. The bottom line is the Twins pitching ran into one of the best offenses in baseball, who were, you know, rested and and ready to play in October and ready to avenge what happened last season. And they they certainly played that way. And that sometimes that just happens. And look, the Twins had a great season, a hundred plus wins. And I think I personally I feel like. You know, I was nervous like you going into this series, but I feel like this series also reminded us that the Twins had a great year, but they also had the luxury of facing the Royals and the Tigers and even the White Sox 19 times this year. And I think you, I, I can't, can't remember for sure, but I feel like their record against teams above 500 was not that. Um, yeah, we talked about that last yeah. week. They were not, they were um, 32 and 37 against teams under 500. Yeah, so maybe the you know the Twins, a lot of those home runs were just beating up on the awful, awful pitching of the Tigers and the Royals. and um, But they still had a great season. That's still a really good offensive team. And for the Yankees pitching staff, even though it took a lot of uh, years off our lives last night watching Severino go through that, Paxton just made a couple mistakes in Game 1, and Tanaka was his usual October self in Game 2. So the, the three starters all showed up. Tanaka's uh, postseason legend just continues to grow. It looked a little hairy there in the first inning. He got that double play ball. Uh, great defensive play all around on that, him getting over, and then then he was rolling after that. And um, just w- what what a pleasure to have such a money pitcher going um, going for you. Then I, I, I was so pumped when we knew we were going to see him pitch. And then uh, I thought Severino – didn't have his best stuff last night, but found it when he needed it, which I mean, hopefully now he has that first postseason start this year out of the way and he settles down a little bit for his next start because he did get a bit bit lucky in, in you know, when when the hits were occurring and everything like that in terms of his cluster luck. But um I mean he still showed the why, you know, he has the fastball and the slider to go with it. And uh, his change looked pretty good last night as well. So if he has all those pitches working and can settle his control a little bit, um, I'm really excited about that. Um, 
But aside from Severino and Tanaka, what did you think of Paxton's first start? I didn't get to watch that game. I was just following on GameCast because I was at my friend's wedding. But uh, what did you make of Paxton's first effort in the postseason? I thought he looked good. The strikeouts were there. Like I said, he he made a couple mistakes, which are gonna which are gonna burn you in uh, in Yankee Stadium sometimes. Although the first two home runs weren't necessarily cheap, but. Um, he made he made sure to do it when when there weren't any runners on, so that was nice. But but yeah, the, the strikeout stuff was there, and I thought for his first postseason start in Yankee Stadium with you know whatever pressure may come with a 100 plus win team that has goals of going to the World Series, I thought Paxton handled it really well, and I'm definitely expecting him to be even better come his next start. And same same could be said to me for uh, for Severino, like like you said, he came out and he didn't look too sharp uh in that in those first up until the bases were loaded in in the second inning i mean his his slider was just it was spinning but it wasn't moving at all it looked really flat and then and then he loads the bases and then all of a sudden gets a nice 98 high 98 mile an hour fastball to get sano to pop up and then um and then two perfectly placed sliders that suddenly had that classic severino bite again to get those last two strikeouts the last one on cave right on the inside corner right to get him to get him looking and then um the first strikeout was uh i think that was marwin gonzalez um a perfect slider that broke right um right below the strike zone and got the swing and a miss so i mean when when he needed to he looked he, he looked like he had his classic severino stuff yeah he uh he you know he he found the pitches when he needed to, and I liked. He said that he thought about the wild card game in that inning and how he's not going to let that happen again. So he definitely showed uh, great toughness and um, and the ability to make a big pitch when he needed to. But um, like I, like we we're both saying, hopefully that catapults him next round and he's able to make a lot of big pitches and not get into so much trouble and, and play with so much fire. And. Um, yeah, I mean, the bullpen was fine. I think, are you worried at all about Britain's ankle or Chapman's hand moving forward? Because, I mean, otherwise I thought the bullpen did okay. I mean, not great. A lot of hard-hit balls, but, you know, they yeah. got lucky. Yeah, Canely um, gave up some some hard contact this series. But, I mean, based on how he performed all postseason, I'm I'm still still very trusting in, in Canely and, and his stuff. Britain, I'm... I'm much less worried now that I know he just like jammed his ankle on, on first base and he didn't aggravate anything with his Achilles or anything like that. So, by all accounts, he's fine. Chapman's the one I'm, I'm worried about. You, you're watching the celebration stuff and you're all excited, and then you see Chapman wrapped in this Jason Pierre-Paul looking club on his hand, and you're like, oh god, like what the hell happened? So, well, I, and that's his I read that hand. he just got. Yeah, I read it. It was just like the back of his hand got hit with a bottle. So they just put an ice pack and wrapped it to keep the swelling down. So, I mean, if that's it, then it should be fine. Yeah, and, and, but, if, that, and if that is all it is, then thank God they won this game tonight. And they have, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And they have four days mm-hmm. off. So that swelling can go down and, and go away by, by the next four days. Because, obviously, um, that would be a massive, massive loss. But, um yeah, I mean, I hope hopefully that's it, which I, which I'm sure it is. Someone whacked him with a bottle when everyone was going crazy. I guess that happens, but it's so funny. Like I watch those celebrations, and and that's the stuff I think about. I'm like, God, like I hope nobody like How slips. Not I'm like, this year? yeah, slips in a champagne puddle or like it's hitting the eye with a cork fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the stuff I I think about. But um, 
I also feel like, I don't know. I mean, I know you had work this morning, so you probably went, went right to bed, but I mean, I feel like the access for the postseason celebration was really great this year. Like we got the video of judge giving Torres the, uh, the championship belt. And we, and that was re- that was like really cool to see. Um, yeah, I saw that in like Torres' that. little speech. Yeah, that was that was really cool. I, I saw that this morning when I woke up. Um, cool. Um, what else? I mean, I, I guess the only other takeaways from the series, because I mean, the the only two concern points I think anybody has are are Stanton and maybe Sanchez. But Sanchez really seemed to have really good at bats yesterday. He walked a lot this series. So like you sing the ball. Well, um, Stanton walked a lot too. I mean, I, I think he's seeing the ball well and it's going to come, but I, I mean, I think I'm really confident that moving forward, Gary's about to explode Stanton. I don't know, but I'm also not saying Stanton's a problem. Stanton's still a threat and he's walking. And that walk that he had in game one started sort of the rally that just flipped everything and took Minnesota's, you know, breath away. Yeah. I maybe, Maybe Stan's timing is still a little off, and people can easily forget that he only played, what, 11 games this year, and he's still playing catch-up. And for him to get thrown right into this postseason atmosphere in a short series and to see him put together some of the at-bats he did, again, the timing maybe look, looks a little off. His first hit was um, on a hit that he clearly, the timing was a little off. He gets it off the end of the bat and bloops it in his center field. Um, for his only hit of the series, but you like you mentioned, what did he draw? I think four or five walks. He reached base almost half of his plate appearances this series, and I think the most encouraging part of those walks, particularly in the walks you were referencing in Game One, was that he was lay, laying off those low and away sliders that just completely killed him in last year's postseason series. That were just maddening to watch him flail at those and and continuously strike out but he was able to lay off those this series um came up with a sack fly with the bases loaded um in game two and i believe that was on a two strike count and he hit it out deep to deep to straightaway center field so yeah i'm I'm not i I really only think stanton's gonna go up from here as he sees more pitches and gets more at bats and again it's important to remember just how little he was able to play throughout the season and he's probably still playing catch-up and if this is where he's at right now, working those good at-bats where his timing is just a little off, I'm fine with that. And then moving on to Sanchez, I think I think just watching how his at-bats progress through this series would have you pretty excited for what he can do in the ALCS. And we saw him come up big in the ALCS against the Astros, um, whether it was a, you know a home run in Game 5 or, or the double against Keuchel in Game 5 or the game time or the – go-ahead double in Game 4. We saw him come up big against the Astros a bunch of times that series. And to end this series, you saw him line a hard single for his first hit of the series, and then his next two at-bats, he saw, what, 9 and 10 pitches in mm-hmm. each of those two at-bats, one ending in a strikeout, one ending in a walk. So I think you're seeing Sanchez see the ball a lot better as well, which has to excite Yankee fans, especially when you think, I mean, this lineup is ridiculous. Sanchez is batting 7th. Didi, who was one of the best offensive players this series, uh, is what batting eighth, right? Yep. And then Geo, uh, Geo in, in nine. So yeah, and when it comes to Stan and Sanchez, I'm uh, I'm I'm not too concerned. I think um, I think they're gonna they're gonna be just fine. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So do you have it? Obviously, we'll have another episode once we find out who we're playing. 
But do you, do you have any concerns right now heading to the next round other than, you know, Chapman's hand, we'll assume, and Britain's ankle? Anything else that you saw this series bother you moving forward? Not really. Uh, I, I guess just I'd like to see those big arms in the bullpen. And not even all of them because Ch- Chapman and Britain looked fine before these little injury scares. But Adovino and Canely, you'd like to see maybe a little sharper, a little more of their shutdown strikeout stuff instead of walks and hard contact, which they were able to work around. But um, something tells me a, a lineup like the Astros would be a little less forgiving, especially in in postseason play. So maybe maybe uh, other than that, other than seeing them get back to their, their peak selves, I, I really don't, I don't know. I really don't. I can't think of anything else. I mean, Judge was his usual self, getting on base like a madman uh, in the postseason, which he's come to be so reliable in, in these situations. LeMahieu, um clearly rose to the occasion, especially in Game One. Torres, who last year, which people forget, was 21 years old and a rookie, certainly didn't look like that this year. I mean, and Edwin looked like postseason Edwin. Uh, I don't know. This is. I think I saw, I think it was Connor Foley, the uh, Rail Riders reporter for the Scranton Times Tribune, tweeted out, um, as long as everything's okay with Britain and Chapman's health, this series went pretty much as well as can be mm-hmm. expected for the Yankees, and I would I would tend to agree with that. As long as those two guys are fine and, and ready to go for game one on Saturday, this was, I, I can't imagine a much better case scenario for how the Yankees took care of business this series. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%, both about the, the slight worries you have and, and that um, sentiment. So since we didn't have much to worry about and it went pretty much according to plan, what uh, what, what are your top three moments from the series? What um, what will you go back and watch the most times on YouTube? <laughs> well, I'm already at like 20 plays for the DD Grand Slam just because we were there and that was awesome. I mean, now when, when that ball got hit, I felt like you you froze for a second. Yeah, because like maybe you were a little unsure. For some reason, off the bat, I thought I read it fine. I thought it was gone. For I sure. thought I read it fine too, but my eyes were on Didi, and he oh. did that thing, and and I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" Like at first, I thought he was like grabbing his back because he knew it was hooking foul. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, "Oh no, this is just like a badass pimp." And um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was great. We we were uh, we were in the upper deck right next to the right field foul pole. That was that was cool. And um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's probably my top moment just because we were there and Didi, you know, that's my favorite Yankee and he was struggling so badly down the stretch and wanted, you know, you just wanted him to break through so bad and what better way to do it than than a grand slam. So I'd say that was my top moment. Um the other two hmm probably I was really pumped when DJ hit the bases clearing double in game one because that kind of put it away and you were like, all right, like mm-hmm. this is this is in the bag. Yeah, I'd say I'd say my top three moments, you have one from each game. So that from game one, DD's Grand Slam in game two, and then game three. Um it would either be the last out to clinch it or um or Glaber's play in the out in from the outfield grass to uh, end that fifth in- Oh no, never mind. Um, uh, Sevy getting out of the bases loaded jam. I, f- I was going to say, I'm going to disagree with you at two out of three. I'm surprised, but yeah, no, Seferino getting out of the bases loaded jam <laughs> is, uh, the game three moment and game one for me would just be the Torres, uh, double, I guess. 
Oh um, yeah, to put them put them ahead. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. Actually, pretty, I, would, pretty, I would probably pretty change close. to that one. <laughs> yeah, good series and uh, you know, relative relatively easy. Only a couple scary innings in the first two games, and yesterday was a nail biter early until till you know they put up that insurance, and then in the ninth, Chapman made it hairy, but no no big deal. Um, so I was wrong and, uh, DJ LeMahieu is the best defensive first baseman we have. I apologize to <laughs> Tim Martinez for contradicting him. Um, if he wants to come on the podcast and, and shame me, Tino, the invites out there, um, we're available. Uh, I don't have anything else. I don't think, I mean, I guess we're just rooting for Tampa Houston to go 14 innings tonight and 15 innings on Thursday. That would, is that the plan? That would- that would be fantastic. You figure Verlander on short rest today. If the Rays can squeak out a win and force Houston to go to Cole in Game 5, even if Houston wins that series, now you've pushed back Cole to what three Game and 3 and 7. So mm-hmm. if the series were to go to 7, that's the only way you would probably see Cole twice. So, I mean, these are these are important games for, for the Yankees and their hopes of getting to the World Series because – but well, you still have, yeah, you still have to beat Verlander or Cole at least once to avoid getting to Game Seven. Of course, but you also this this would certainly help, is what I'm saying. I was Go. so excited at I was so excited after Game Two. I'm like, this offense can beat anybody. And then I was watching yeah, Garrett watched Cole, Cole pitch, <laughs> like not even seeing the pitching ninja gifts, which scared me even more. But I'm just watching him like. Oh, shit. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, you never know. Um, crazy things happen. Um, you know, if Tampa sucks a lot of life out of them this series, who knows? I mean, they could they could just be gassed. We've seen that happen with the Yankees before. You know, they, they lost to an inferior Marlins team after being gassed by the Red Sox in 03. Um, and, I'm sure, of and I'm sure fans happens. in uh... – I'm sure fans in 96 also were like, how the hell are we going to beat this top of the rotation of Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, and John Smoltz? And and that's another thing, too. Aside from Cole and Verlander, and we're getting into the next series, but just, you know, the Astros have pitched well so far this postseason. The the Rays have hit everybody else fairly well. But anyway, let's just enjoy this. I'm going to watch the game relax tonight, hoping for a long game that I can go to bed before it's even over. And um, yeah, I'm tired today, man. That was a late game. But uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, we're moving on to ALCS, going back where we belong. I think I think the baseball ball world has been eyeing Yankees Astros for a while. And um, I think that's probably what we're going to get. Yeah, I think so, too. I just hope it comes in game five. I'll see you there at the stadium. And I'm going to take all the money out of your account for that, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. I'm- Happy to happy to part with that money to be able to go to Game Five. So now, yep. now the real question is, how thrilled would you be if we didn't get to use those tickets because the Yankees because <laughs> the Yankees swept? Oh, I'd be very excited, um, but I don't see that happening. No, of course not. I mean, whether it's the Rays or the Astros, it's going to be a tough series. And um, well, if it's the Rays, we're going to Game Six. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, regardless, it's going to be a long series. But before it'd be that, nice if we had an 09 repeat. You know, if they win the World Series in six games in the ALCS at, at home somehow, like the Dodgers get knocked off, and we'd be at the World Series clincher and the the pennant clincher. I might retire from going to games after that. There'd be nothing. <laughs> there'd be no more no more hills to climb after that. That would be tough to top. 
All right. Are we going to do what we're looking forward to, or you want to wait till we preview the ALCS? Yeah, let's let's wait till we know what the matchups are and everything like that. For now, it's yeah. just. Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, once your team gets through the round, watching the other teams folly around is 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 such an underrated feeling. You're oh, just I, sitting back like oh, these suckers. I said the exact same thing to someone at work. I was so. like, I want the Yankees to win tonight so bad, so I can just sit back on Wednesday and enjoy mm-hmm. two game fives. And the series, the, all the other series have been awesome. I mean, the the Braves Cardinals series has has three or four, maybe even four classic games already. Oh yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens. Anyway. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. I'm done. All right, cool. Well, um, everyone else, enjoy the rest of these series. I mean, these two game fives on Wednesday should be fantastic. Hopefully, a third game five is is in the cards. Until then. Uh, log on to YouTube, watch all those highlights from what was a surprisingly easy win this series for the Yankees, and we will uh, see everybody in the ALCS and, and talk to you later this week when we have an opponent. See you later, everybody.